Combine your landlines, mobiles and collaboration tools into one unified solution with Vodafone OneNet Business. Hello, I'm Brian Purcell and this is the Ready Business Podcast, the show for startups and SMEs looking for some inspiration, insights and some great advice. On this week's show, Minicore's Brian Kenny joins me to discuss starting a tech business and documenting your life through the lens of social media. As his company has grown, developing products for clients, so too is his social media presence. And he talks to me about business, personal life and social media and getting the balance right between all three. Minicore's Brian Kenny is this week's Ready Business Future Maker. We have to realize how the world has changed in the last 10 or 15 years, right? When, yeah. you, when you look at how people are growing up now, there is a requirement more than ever. There is a nature, there is a pull within modern society for this in vogue. Everybody is an entrepreneur. Everybody has to change the world in some, in some great, huge way. What I've noticed in a lot of entrepreneurs is that the way that they see the world is how they feel the world will see their product. Okay. And that is completely incorrect, as we all know, right? So, so what do we do? If you look at YouTube, which is a great analogy, and you pick your indie band that you expect everybody to care about your music and love your music and everything, and this is, this is the indie band that I love, they get about 30,000 views on Instagram or in, on YouTube, sorry. Versus if you look at Justin Bieber, you know, everybody goes, oh, it's Justin Bieber. We don't yeah. really care about his music. It's, it's terrible music and, and so on but he's getting 3 billion views on YouTube. The majority, the general population listen to Justin Bieber, you know? And even though that you see the world as a world where Justin Bieber is not the hot music for you, the majority of other people do. And so your product needs to be built towards the Justin Bieber audience. It does not need to be built towards that indie band unless you're gonna build up a huge niche and charge a huge premium on your product. Because I often see, you know, bands through the ages, the ones that start off with the covers, they get cut <laughs> right. through, they get noticed. Yeah. And then maybe two, two or three albums later, then they do their own stuff. Yeah. And that's the way to do it. I would, I would definitely agree, especially in an oversaturated market yeah, like, yeah. like the startup world is right now. There is a reason that I go around town on an electric skateboard and have an orange iPhone strap and have a yellow iPhone. It's 100% to get noticed for people to go, who is that guy and, and what the hell is he doing? And I know that, you know, the, the thing that bubbles to the top here is that you look like a bit of an idiot and you do, but you stand out completely. I get the impression, Brian, the millennial generation, they're, they're more self-starters and more inclined to start their own businesses. They, they seem to be more fearless, whereas I don't know, maybe in my time, a little bit older than you, you've got to kick up the arse every time you messed up. Now I do love my parents, don't get me wrong. <laughs> they're great. And my dad always encouraged me and yeah. I think helped me make, 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 make me do my thing. But I just see a lot more co- uh, confidence. I meet a lot of these people in podcasts and they seem to be happy to go along their path and they seem to make it happen. I would tend to disagree with, with that. I, I, you're, you're completely yeah. right. You, you do see that. You see a lot of people who um, are, are becoming fearless. Um, they're, they're trying to, um, to create and to, to keep up, I would say, in entrepreneurship in general is the most in vogue thing right now. Yet people don't understand it. You know, they, they don't. There's a lot to go along with that. Once you start up the company and once you get past all the sexiness of it of going wow look at me i'm creating and i'm doing things and you get into 
cash flow and paying salaries and you're in charge of everything in the entire company and it's day to day after day drudge that the struggle. heartache you got you got to really care yeah. about what you're doing so do, do the millennials lack resilience i think the millennials are they're in an unfortunate position because even when they go into a let's say the googles the facebooks the the stripes of this world right now the managers are struggling to understand what they want because the managers will turn around and say john you're a phenomenal engineer like you're you're doing so well but but what do you want i'm not seeing I'm not able to 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 manage you correctly because I don't understand you as a person. And John doesn't know either. Like John knows that every one of his friends is creating the next hot startup or has raised investment or got 5 million from here or or built a company and sold it for x over there. And so the amount of pressure that's on John's shoulders is exponential. Yeah. It's it's getting harder and harder and harder. And John is even now struggling to answer that question. And so the fear and the risk that John must now take is is a magnitude higher than what it would have been let's say a generation ago. And so that's that's where right. I'd say the problem is coming from that everybody is starting to create something or uh, to to start a business is it needed? Probably not. There's a lot of ideas that have been done now and I don't know if there's any really great ideas left. Yeah. Um and so you have these play on play ideas instead. So I often get the impression maybe you know smart investors should be hovering around these millennials and take their ideas from them when they're when you know because they know how to run a business. You have and they're you willing have to go through the trudge, yeah. Yeah. So when you had um like 2016, the the amount of VC money had had dried up quite a lot, and so the uh, multinationals actually stepped in to to bring the amount of money that was available for investment back up to where it was for the year of 2016. But what's happening realistically with the multinationals is that they will open innovation labs left, right and center and they will turn around to John and say, "John, that passion, come on, let's go and do this thing together. I'm going to give you 100,000 euros. I'm going to give you access to an accountant, to a lawyer and to everything that my multinational can give you. Come on into my incubator and let's see where it goes for a year." John comes in John is loving where this is going. And at the end of the and at the end of the year he does his presentation to the multinational and everybody's sitting there going, "This is great. I'll tell you what we'll do. If you if you just bend it a little bit to the left in keeping with what we would like to do in this multinational, we'll give you 300 grand for it in 2 years time." And John goes, "This is great. This ticks the box for everything that I wanted, right? Yeah. So got to start a company. I got to sell the company." I got to go through all of this with very little um giving up of my time. 3 years of my time is very small in that game. Um and so the multinationals are 100% taking these ideas um and I would say even smart. manipulating the yes. the the idea into where they want to go. I think it's I think it's smart as well. I think that you know what I've noticed even in the airline industry is um the the innovative airlines like Iceland Air and Wow Air and all of these other guys what they're doing is they will they will ask um to come over to Ireland and to be connected with the most innovative travel startups that are happening um in each city in each country and they'll go and meet each and every single one of them and the M&As the mergers and acquisitions will happen through um those initial conversations okay that's interesting you're you're part of the generation that lives their lives through social media and updating everyone what you do are you yes yeah <laughs> yeah so I would be very active on Instagram stories and on Snapchat on 
doing vlogs or, or video blogs, yeah. um, podcasts, everything. Um, and a lot of that goes to myself, but a lot of it goes to the, the core pillars of my company, of Minicorp. We really believe in honesty and transparency. There's method to your madness. There is method to the madness. Um, we believe in honesty and transparency. I think if you take the analogy of bringing your car in to get serviced, um, you know, you, you bring it in, the guy turns around to you, you don't really understand cars, and he says, you need a new flux capacitor. And you're going, I have no idea what that is. How much is that? And the wool is completely pulled over your eyes. You end up, you know, getting fleeced for far too much money than what you needed to in order to service the car. And I think that that's just unfair. And I think that I would rather have a company where, because of the uh, responsibility and respect that goes along with creating a concept or taking somebody's baby, an idea, yeah. and bringing it into the world with them, um, that they, first of all, need to put all of the time and effort in with you. But second of all, you need to be completely open to them about how designs work, how engineering and code works, how the first product gets built. Yeah. And if they're not willing, you know, you, you'll have some people that will turn around and say, but I don't know, like, I, I, I'm not able to read code or I don't understand, you know, computer science. I don't have a degree in this or anything. The majority of code now um, is written in English. Like, it, it's written in a very uh, layman's term terminology. And yes, there will be parts of the code base that will be harder when it comes to, you know, algorithmic development and so on. But if this is your baby and your business, you need to understand your product. Okay. Is this why you have your own Brian Kenny podcast? Basically, it charts your own business, your ups and downs and your habits, good and bad. Is that it? It is. And I think to also to, to make people more self-aware. Right. I think that, you know, I've gone through a lot of mistakes in my life and I think... If they can learn from my own experiences, that's a very good thing. There's an audience for this, is there? There is definitely an audience is for there? this, yes. And the messages I get is, is quite reassuring where they would say, you know, I was going to take this plunge in doing this idea and I probably won't now because um, I'd rather team up with somebody who may be a great CEO to help me to build this idea yeah. together rather than uh, me becoming everything in this company. Tell us about your future plans for Minicore. Um, so... We've always believed in walking the walk before we talk the talk. And so for the last two and a half years, we've really had our head down and getting through work. That's so that we can we can now go out of a linear business model and into something that is more scalable. Um, so now we are not only uh, taking cash deals in order to build products where we get paid in money like everybody else. We're now starting to take equity deals in so the really products like that we're building. Exactly. Um, and so we now have two of those under our belt and it's growing further and further. Um, and and I've always wanted to make sure that we harness the correct talent within the team. We don't scale the team past 10 people ever, um, but we harness a, a really good, diverse, dynamic team within Minicorp that is completely product orientated and focused in order to launch successfully profitable ideas. It's a really hard challenge, but yeah. it means that when we do start to look at this equity side of, of growing startups that we're not seeing as profiteering gluttons or, or you know, money grabbing in any way, we just feel that all of the experience that we're bringing to this dynamic should be rewarded. Okay. Um, Brian, we always leave our listeners with a, a couple of tips as to sure. how to make it out there and get there to the top and be like yourself and, and thrive and drive forward in their business. Top three tips for business success from Brian Kenny. Um, 
So number one would definitely be investment. Hold back on giving up any of your equity in your business until you absolutely have to. Now, I'm not saying to be stingy in any way about how you give equity to anybody, um, but I'm saying the more that you have validated your idea, um, the more users you have and the more money that you have coming in the door, the less equity that you're going to have to give up in your business um, when you do have to cross that road if you have to. I presume IP the living crap out of it, do you? 100%. Okay. Uh, okay. Number two is learn people intimately. Learn how, get to know them on a very personal level. Learn what makes them tick. You, the challenge that I always set myself is that when I meet somebody for the first time, within the first 30 seconds, trying to name three things that they care about. Um, and the reason that I say this is everything in the world is about teamwork. You could spend your entire life saying that you want to get to Mars, but as one person, you may not even get off the ground. If you can build a team, inspire and lead them in a vision, the propensity or, or, or the ability for you to get to Mars is exponentially increased because of your teamwork. Um, the third one, let me think. Um, the third one would definitely be passion. So I'd, I'll tell this quick story. I know that we're pressed for time. Um, we in Minicorp started a wine subscription service, a wine club. So I always disliked how when I would walk into a wine shop, how the person behind the counter would come up to me and say, hey, what type of wine do you like? And I'd say, I have no idea. I have no clue. And this is really uncomfortable. So we set up this small company where you would join the wine club. We would send you out three bottles of wine. It cost 50 euros per month. You would go onto a mobile app and you would learn about Pablo and his lovely vineyard and everything. But you would also get to rate the different wines. And so over six months, you would get to know the types of wine that you like and the tastes that you like and so on, which is a really good idea. And we grew it like it, it went, um, I think it went to 5K in recurring revenue by month three and it showed real promise. It could have grown into something really, really bigger. Um, but I had to stop it. And the reason I had to stop it is it turns out that I just don't care about wine. I've, I have no love for wine. I don't, I don't like drinking wine. I don't like the culture of wine. And I'm just not the right person to build a wine business. And even though everything is showing the right signs of saying, you know, the money is going up and, and everything is doing really, really well, you can almost see that in three years time, I will be sad. I will not be in love with the business that I've built. And I will be trying to figure out ways to close the business or to, to um, move away from it or something. So I'd say everything is possible, but do the things that you are completely passionate about realize the crossroads between must and should. So if you think of just a signpost and on the left-hand side it says must and on the right-hand side it says should, you always have to go down the road of must. Brian Kenny, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. That's it for this week's episode of the Ready Business Podcast. And my thanks to Minicore's Brian Kenny for joining me on the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and join me next time as we discover more inspiring Ready Business Future Maker stories. Never miss an opportunity by managing all your calls through one unified solution. Vodafone, one net business.